The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Um, do you feel like the Bucks are now starting to find their form? Because this was a, a kind of low-key interesting game. The Panthers were up early. Um, I covered the Cowboys here at SB Nation, so we obviously had our eyes very focused on this and, and obviously might have them even more focused in the coming weeks. Um, but but do you feel like the Bucks are finding their form? Is this the best that they have looked all season? Because this was a Mike Evans explosion that we've kind of grown accustomed to. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is the best they've looked all season just because of how bad the run game still was in this game. But you, you take a look at what they were finally able to do, and that, of course, was to get the Tom Brady-Mike Evans connection back up and running, and they did it in a huge way. Mike Evans ends up just two yards short of matching his career high, which he set as a rookie against the Cleveland Browns when it was Mike Evans versus Johnny Manziel. Um, but you take a look at what they were able to do offensively. Tom Brady... Uh, completes 75% of his passes, throws for over 400. This is the first time they put up 30 or more points since their loss to the Chiefs back in week four, which ironically enough was the last time Mike Evans had scored a touchdown before his hat trick. The big thing to, to look at with this Buccaneers offense is we've known they've had the skill and the players to accomplish this kind of vertical assault offense. They've done it the last two years. They brought in Russell Gage. They brought in Julio Jones. Now you're you're one week away from potentially getting Ryan Jensen back at center, and that changes everything, literally everything for this offense. The running lanes get a little bit wider. Tom Brady isn't having to get the ball out of his hands in two seconds because the pressure is coming up the middle. And, and nothing against Robert Hainsey. He has stepped in and played very, very well for someone who had never played center in his life. He was a guard at Notre Dame. He was a, a, a guard and a tackle when he was in high school, has never played center until the Buccaneers drafted him and said, oh, by the way, we're going to convert you to a center now. So all of a sudden, Ryan Jensen unlocks the half of the playbook that Byron Leftwich said that they haven't even touched into because they just haven't had the confidence to be able to do so. The other question is, once, once Ryan Jensen comes back, what do you do at left guard? Obviously, you had Ali Marpet retire. Then you have Aaron Stinney go down, and, and that's a huge loss. So you start with the rookie, Luke Gedeke. He struggles. Now Nick Leverett has played really, really well. Does he stay there, or do you slide Robert Hainsey over to his original position and really fortify that offensive line? As soon as that happens, this, this offense is going to look completely different from what we've seen all year long. Good to hear that the offensive line is getting shored up ahead of this Buccaneers Cowboys game because, you know, when the Cowboys are down, that, that makes me happy. RJ, not so much. I want to touch upon the running game here. As you mentioned, Leonard Fournette, 10 carries for 28 yards in this game. Rashad White, 11 carries for 22 yards. The output's not great. Is it simply the offensive line or is it a case where you like one running back more than another? I think both running backs really have their advantages, but Rashad White throughout the season has looked a little more decisive, a little more explosive, a little more patient at times, but both guys are threats in the run game. Both guys are threats in the passing game, and both guys can pick up blitzes. So you really don't telegraph what you're doing offensively based on what running back is in the game. I think it was a matter of the Panthers were going to make sure that they turned the Bucs into a one-dimensional team 
by stopping Rashad White, by stopping Leonard right. Fournette, who had a great game on Christmas Day against the Arizona Cardinals, both rushing and receiving. And in doing so, they kind of unlocked Brady to Evans, and, and I don't think that was their intent. But they, you know, the Bucks have struggled throughout the year. They've had spurts. They've had moments. RJ, I know you remember how well Leonard Fournette did against the Cowboys in week one. So again, it, it goes with the roller coaster motif, right? It's been up and down. There have been great flashes. There have been terrible moments. And it's it just hasn't been their year in the run game. I think a lot of that can be attributed to kind of the constant rotation at, at offensive line. You've had injuries to Donovan Smith. You've had injuries to Tristan Wurst. You've had injuries along the interior. Um, so all of that kind of plays a part in, in what's been going on. And I think one of the other big problems that not a lot of people talk about is the predictability of running the ball. It seems like 80% of the time, Byron Leftwich is going to run the ball on first and 10. And, and teams are stacking the box and taking that away. And Byron hasn't really adjusted to that. You know, Tom Brady's one of the best play action quarterbacks in the National Football League. When teams are expecting a run every first down, that's when you can run that play action and you can find Mike Evans deep. You can find Chris Godwin crossing over the middle. You can find Julio for a big gain who, you know, he's played well the last couple of weeks as well. You know, bouncing back from that injury. But again, Ryan Jensen comes back and, and all bets are off. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.